Hi, it's Shana here. Before this episode starts, I'm popping in with a quick reminder about our upcoming CEU on Thursday, May 16th on a person-centered approach to behavior management. School taught us a lot about ABA. However, the thing with ABA is that it's a science and it's constantly evolving. So a lot of what we learned back then doesn't always apply now. Today, we want to use a person-centered approach to behavior management, um, but what does that look like and how can our learners still make progress in this kind of approach? So join us live on Thursday, May 16th at 12 p.m. Eastern Time as Shira discusses how to use a person-centered approach to behavior management with your learners. This CEU is presented by our very own Shira Karpel. You can earn one learning CEU for ACE, QABA, or IBAO. Join us live at this event or to watch the recording asynchronously, go to howtoaba.com forward slash CEU. See you then. Hi, I'm Shira Karpow. And I'm Shana Gaunt, and we're board certified behavior analysts. At How To ABA, we provide practical resources, community, and support to ABA professionals. In each episode of our podcast, we will be having real conversations with real people sharing real stories about ABA. We'll share relevant strategies and actionable tips that will make us all better ABA practitioners. It's the ABA content you need that you're not going to learn in a textbook. Hi, everyone. So today on our podcast, we decided to do something a little bit different. Uh, one of the things that we do is support especially newly minted BCPH or people who are just starting out in, in the field feeling a little bit overwhelmed. And what's better than easing overwhelm than suggestions on how to prevent burnout. Um, it is a field that is very overwhelming and it's very demanding. And if we were to do everything that everybody wanted of us, we could very easily um, feel burnt out and just overwhelmed. So we thought we'd talk about from our experience, some tips to ease burnout um, and some of the tips that we've collected from other people as well. So want me to start? <laughs> Go for it. All right. Uh, one of the very first tips is learning how to say no. And that seems very easy. No, I don't want to do that. No, no. Uh, when you actually sit back and analyze, like when's the last time you actually said no to somebody? probably a while ago, right? It's always a no, but I can probably do it or maybe I can squeeze it in here or, well, no, but well, actually, I think I might be able to do this, right? Um, being able to just say no. And, you know, you don't even have to give a reason for it. No, I just, I, I can't. No. And it can be really hard to say no, especially what I experience is um, my time is pretty limited and people, and, you know, I have um, people to to help with that and, and employees. But when someone is in first contact with me, they want to continue with me. And so it's very hard to say, no, like I don't have the time to give to you, but you know, this person does and she's amazing. Um, and so, and then they, they're, they can be very persistent, which I get because we've somewhat developed a relationship when they come, you know, into our realm of service. And it's very hard to then pass it on to somebody that they have not spoken with. And it's also very flattering, you know, like they just want you, like they know how experienced you are, they developed a relationship with you. Um, so it's hard to say no, because, you know, you have that relationship. But it's very important to really have the guidelines and stick to them, because you know, you can't, create more time. There's only 24 hours in the day. And if you overextend yourself, it's really not to the client's best interest, not just yourself, but you can't give them. And this is what I tell them. I said, I, I wish I could, but it's not in your best interest to continue with me because you need somebody who can really devote the time and energy that you deserve. So it's hard. 
Yeah, people talk about that with compassion burnout. And that's really what that is, right? You you can't take anybody else on in your caseload. And then you get this phone call from a parent who has a two year old who sounds amazing and sounds like you can do so much with and, you know, is in complete distress right now and doesn't know what to do. And you say, Oh, okay, I think I might be able to squeeze you in. I mean, realistically, in the long run, you're doing yourself a disservice and you're doing them a disservice. You know, not only are you burning yourself out by taking on too much, but if you've taken on too much, the ball has to drop somewhere and you may not be able to give them the care that they need. Yeah. Um, So with that, our next tip is set time limits. Um, That can be really hard. I I mean, I can speak for myself. It's it's really challenging for me because I, you know, I work an entire day. I come home, my kids, you know, sometimes, you know, we'll have dinner together very often and it's very hard for me to turn it off. You know, my kids just come home. They're not home for long. They have a couple hours until they go back out and do their own thing. And it's really important to me to really shut off and not do work between the hours of, I don't know, 6 to 8 p.m. Um, but it's hard. It's really hard because I get an email or a phone call and you just want to respond because um, then I'll get it over with. But if you don't set the time limits for yourself and say, no, this is family time or this is me time or this is me doing something that I just want to do, um, then you can very easily become burnt out. And before you know it, and I think COVID kind of taught us all this, you could just be working like constantly without there being guidelines to when work starts and ends. Um, and you have to make those guidelines because with us having our phones in our pockets and our calendars and our alerts were always reachable, which is like the best thing and the worst thing. And you can't shut it off. So you really have to be very aware of setting limits for yourself. And then maybe having some behavioral principles to make sure that you actually follow through with that offer yourself some reinforcement, or put some contingencies in place so that you actually follow through with those time limits. It's a slippery slope, right? If you don't set those time limits for yourself, it's like, well, you know, it's it's 6.10, you know, it's only 10 minutes after I said, well, I'll just, you know, but then 6.10 leads into 6.20, that leads into 6.30, that leads into 10.30 at night. So you could just go and go and go. So make sure you're really, really strict with those. I mean, we do it with today is Thursday and Thursday is our scheduled, um, you know, content day. So that's what we're doing today. And that brings us to our next point is put it in the calendar. We have a calendar for all the things that we need to get done. And if we don't schedule it, it doesn't happen. So schedule that everything you need to do in the calendar. But that goes with your personal life too. So this sounds a little bit silly, but I schedule in things like date night into the calendar because you'd think that would just happen automatically, but it doesn't. Tell me your behavior analyst without telling me your behavior analyst. (laughs) I also schedule in, you know, she will make fun of me because she'll see my calendar and it'll say things like, you know, go for a walk. (laughs) It's like, really? Shana, like you need to schedule that in? Yeah, maybe a little spontaneity is good. (laughs) But okay, but I was talking to my friend the other day. So my friend lives right by the lake. And I said, how often do you go down to the lake? And you know, I don't know, with a blanket and a picnic. And she goes, Oh, never like maybe once in the last four years. I'm like, Oh, oh." but if you don't schedule it in, it doesn't happen. You're like, Oh, yeah, you know, I have the option to do that. I live three blocks from here, right? Yeah, it's true. So put it into your calendar. The things that are important to you should take precedence. Uh, There's always this analogy where, um, you know, someone stood in front of a class and he had a jar, uh, an empty glass jar, and he filled it up with rocks. And it is the jar full. And the class said, yeah, it's full of rocks. And then he took little pebbles and he was able to put the little pebbles into the glass jars. And now is the jar full? And they said, yeah, it's full. 
And then he said, well, wait, he took some sand and he poured the sand into the jar. Um, and the analogy being that you have to put the important things in first and then everything else will fall into place around the important things. So figure out like what your rocks are and what is really important to you and put those in first. So whether it's your family, your friends, your relationships, your job, very, very much could be, um, and then schedule everything in after. That's the seven habits of highly effective people, isn't it? I don't know. That's the <laughs> it is. It is. It is that book. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, you know, putting in place an email responder. So, you know, going back to the whole scheduling time and setting time limits for yourself, you know, putting on autoresponders on your email. So I make sure that on the weekends, and I'm very strict about this now, I never used to be, I used to work seven days a week. Um, now it's like, you know what, Friday nights, that auto email responder goes on, you know, thanks so much for your time. I will respond to your email on Monday morning. Um, likewise, you know, if I'm busy during the week, and I just can't get to something, I'll put, you know, an email response and just saying, you know, thanks so much for your email. It, it has been read, um, you know, due to, uh, I don't say due to overwhelm, um, but but due to, you know, the number of emails that I'm getting, uh, your, your email will be responded to in two to three business days. And the other thing with that is that even if you do respond to emails on the weekend, which is fine, because you know, sometimes it's slow and you want to catch up. It's a really good idea to write the email, but don't send it out yet. Because if the people we work with get used to us responding right away, responding on the evenings and weekends, they will continue to expect that. So there is an option to schedule, to write the email and then schedule it to go out, um, you know, Monday morning or the next day so that they don't actually find out that at 3am you're responding to emails because then you will always be expected to, um, which is really important. Um, the other one would be ask for help. You know, it's really important to ask for help if you're getting overloaded. And that's not only, not only asking for help at work, but also asking for help in your personal life, right? So, you know, we just have to recognize that we can't do it all. You know, I, I find I, you know, my, my child's older now, but you know, when I had a young baby, you know, having so many balls up in the air, sure, you had three kids under the age of five, and you were working, and you were trying to be a wife, and you're trying to be everything else. It's hard to do that. And you've got so many balls up in the air. And I imagine most of us do at any given time. So we really need to say, or we really need to recognize that it's okay that you're not that gourmet chef, or it's okay that, you know, your floors aren't completely clean all the time. Actually, no, it's not okay. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I'm really hard on myself when like everyone comes home at the end of the day and I didn't prepare dinner and I have to remember like it's okay and you know what if I feel like my expectations are just I can't meet those expectations then let's get takeout or you know ask for help in hiring someone or um, get that get the help that you need you know in your work life but also in the rest of your life so that you're not struggling. We, we always, you know, my husband always, always makes fun of me that I take time to do things, but he's like, your time is just as valuable. So just pay someone to do it. Right. Like, even if it's expensive, like, you know, taking, um, um, fixing something that I could figure out how to fix, but like, then you spend an hour doing it. So just pay someone to do it. Um, so those types of things where like, you don't have to do everything. You don't have to do it all. Um, and outsource, outsource what you need is a huge tip. Anything else I've got about, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can go on forever, but if you guys have any tips, um, please go over and let us know. You could, you know, DM us, email us. We'd, we'd love to hear um, your tips for preventing burnout. Um, and hopefully we all, you know, develop that 
mysterious work-life balance that supposedly is out there, but we have yet to encounter. Mysteriously exists somewhere, (laughs) right? Bye. Thanks for joining today's conversation. Wherever you get your podcast, please go and subscribe, rate and review so others can find out about us too. For more from How to ABA, including free resources and ABA materials, visit our blog at howtoaba.com and make sure that you're following us on social media for more practical tips and updates.